The way I've planned the next two episodes, this episode on singleness and the next episode on marriage, are intended not to be an interview format, but to give you multiple perspectives, uninterrupted stories from people who are speaking from the heart. Um, And this episode on singleness, I intended to do this way because I didn't want you to get information that was completely colored by my opinions. I do want to share with you some of my story. I, I was talking to a friend earlier this week and I realized that, to be truthful, some interviewees on my podcast have been much more willing to get vulnerable and um, deep about their spiritual struggles and I, as the interviewer, have not done a great job of that. So I want to use this episode to kind of get honest with you guys about something that has really been a struggle for me, but I didn't want this episode to just be about me. And so I am so excited. I could not be happier with um, the results of the people who responded to share their stories with you guys um, about how singleness has been a gift to them. Um, And I can't wait to get started. There are a lot of myths revolving around the idea of singleness. And I want to take a moment to address some of those myths, but through how I struggled with those myths. So one of the first myths about singleness is that it is a burden. That singleness is something that you have to bear up under and truthfully, that's not the case. The Bible is pretty clear, especially um, in some passages that we'll discuss later, that singleness is a gift. Um, and how we accept that gift is pretty important to, um, to how we're living out Christ in our daily life. Uh, I found this journal entry. I... I I struggled with contentment with being single um, most when I was in high school and undergrad, um, which was not that long ago, as you know. Um, But I found this journal entry from two years ago, February of 2019, uh, and I I hate this. Like, I, I hate sharing a journal entry with you but I feel like it's so important because there has got to be other people out there I know teenagers at least um who have talked to me about this that uh that have the same struggle so I I feel like sharing this is worth it but I'm telling you right now it it makes me uncomfortable so um February 2019 oh 20 year old Kaylee writes God has given me the gift of singleness, and I don't know what to do with it. I haven't known how to appreciate it for years now. Some days I come to terms with it. Other days I am completely resentful of it and rage against the Father. It seems as though everyone else around me has a significant other and I am left alone. And I know the benefit to singleness is seeking an undistracted devotion to God. Most days, I'm distracted anyways, 
looking for a significant other. If I could just find a man, then I could stop searching all the time. Then I could devote myself to God, right? I'm not even comparing myself to other women anymore. It's not simply that I want what they have. I genuinely feel empty. I keep trying to fill things, but I have empty moments. Then I realize that I would have empty moments even if I had a significant other. I will have empty moments all the way through life until I am complete in heaven. The empty moments remind me that I need God. My relationship with God is the only hope I have of feeling full one day. I get glimpses of full moments down here on earth, but I will never fully, completely feel full until I reach glory. Empty moments. Moments where we feel like our earthly life is worth nothing leaves us open and vulnerable to a savior. I'm grateful that I don't have more distractions than I can handle. But that brings up another point. Should I feel insulted that God thinks that I would be distracted if I had a man? Should I feel insulted that God doesn't think I can handle a relationship with both him and a significant other? Hello, Kaylee. God knows you way more than you do. He is not bound by time the way you are bound. Maybe the answer for me is not right now. Based on a lot of things that have just happened recently, I know the answer is not right now. And I think I would idolize someone if I had them. So basically, I'm brought full circle. I have come to terms with singleness again. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, there were times when I struggled again after that, of course. But um, I don't know. I just I felt like that was raw and and real. And it brings up another point that um, there's a, a second myth that I want to address. And that's that one day a single people will be so content with their singleness that boom god provides a significant other and until you are completely content with being single then there's no way that god's going to provide some sort of romantic relationship for you and that's not true because that's like singleness as a means to an end and and that's not the point the point is that it's a it's a gift that that you can experience right now in the present and i i want to leave how that is a gift up to um, my next two friends that are going to speak, but I'm telling you, it it's a myth that you will one day be content enough that you'll be rewarded with something. Um, and an, another myth is that um, that singleness doesn't get in the way of following God, that only a romantic relationship gets in the way of following God. Um, as you can see from probably like the first paragraph of that journal entry, uh, I was letting singleness get in the way of following God. I was uh, obs this uh, this obsession with, with searching for someone everywhere I was looking and every little interaction was going to be a perfect meet cute. That gets in the way of uh, holy moments, of, of places that God meets you in the present. And um, so singleness can also be getting in the way of following God. But another myth I, I kind of wanted to address is uh, one that's more recently an issue, and uh, that's that single people don't have a say uh, in 
what it means to be in a relationship uh that they have no they have no knowledge to uh to share or wisdom to share i guess is what i'm trying to say about relationships in general and and this one is kind of reared its head as i've entered into grad school for counseling um i get you know the the people who once they find out what i want to do that are asking me well how do you uh how do you think you're going to counsel these couples if you're single and um to be honest like some of the most intentional people uh, about relationships that I have known all have been single people. They're the people who who pay attention to the little things that have the time to go out of their way to do special things for, for the people that they love. Um, they might sit to the side and, and notice things that the people in relationships don't notice. Um, and I think that just as uh, one person's lifestyle of, of being single could cloud them from a few things that that go on uh, in a marriage relationship that in the same way someone who's in a marriage relationship could let that bias cloud them whenever they're giving relationship advice as well well counseling is not advice but you see my point also we have literally examples in in the Bible, um, Jesus and Paul, who were giving the best relationship advice ever. Uh, relationship advice from God. And they were single people. Um, so there's a myth that that singleness equals like ignorance when it comes to relationships and that's also not true um i think we forget often that uh our savior was single um so yeah that's uh four myths right there to consider okay so on to other people's stories i sent out an email that um asked people if they would be willing to share their perspective um, on the gift of singleness in their life. And when I did, I included this verse, 1 Corinthians 7, 32-35. So I want to go ahead and read that. I would like you to be free from concern. An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs, how he can please the Lord. But a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world how he can please his wife, and his interests are divided. An unmarried woman, or virgin, is concerned with the Lord's affairs. Her aim is to be devoted to the Lord, in both body and spirit. But a married woman is concerned about the affairs of this world, how she can please her husband. I am saying this for your own good, not to restrict you, but that you may live in a right way, in undivided devotion to the Lord. The first story I'd like to share with you comes from Shakira Matkins, and when she started talking, I genuinely hoped that she would not stop because she's just so honest and brave in sharing her story with you all. She's one of my old sweetmates, 
And so I've just been floored at the ways that God has been able to use her in ministry and to make disciples. Without further ado, Shakira Madkins. Hello, hello, everybody. My name is Shakira Madkins, um, and I am so honored to be on Christlike Conversation with Kaylee. Thank you so much for inviting me here. Uh, I am truly grateful for this opportunity to share my story and my experience with the gift of singleness. Um, honestly, singleness has not always um, been a gift <laughs> for me. I haven't always seen it that way, and I'm really uh, recently starting to view it as a gift. It's something that it's a gift that I've been struggling uh, with receiving. And of course, like singleness is the gift that nobody really wants. Um, just because we don't see a lot of people who are single and thriving and single and happy in the church. Um, and we're often given this idea that we need to be married, that marriage is something that is promised to us. But it's not. God never promises us marriage. He does want relationship for us, whether that is with our church community, with our friends, with our family. But marriage isn't something that is promised to us. So how can we be happy? How can we be happy even if we don't get that, even if we don't get that dream relationship or that dream marriage? We should still try to find contentment in God. And so I want to share with you guys a little bit about my journey in seeing um, singleness as a gift, and it honestly has not been easy. So a little background about me and my relationship history. Uh, I started dating seriously when I was in high school. Um, I was in a relationship for about five years, almost six years, uh, with this one guy that I met in the ninth grade, so I was 14 at the time. I do not recommend dating in high school at all. Zero out of 10 recommendation. Please don't do it. If you're young and you're listening to this, please wait until you're older to get into a serious relationship. You have your whole life to explore and have relationships. So don't be in a rush. So I started dating when I was 14, seriously. And our relationship lasted until my sophomore year, like the first semester of my sophomore year in college. So from the time I was 14 to about 20, um, I was in this relationship. And at the beginning, it seemed like great, uh, like we really loved each other. And I felt like that this is the, that that was the relationship that God wanted me to be in. But it was not the case. As we started to get older, um, I started to change and I started to take my relationship with God seriously. And I really was about living a Christ-like life. Um, and so that resulted in me having to give up some of those things that I used to do, some of those sins that I used to do. And um, I really just had to let my partner know at that time that, okay, like we've been engaging in this sin together and this sexual sin together. But we can't do this anymore. 
and here's why. Like, since I am following Christ for real now, since I'm devoting my life to Christ for real, then we can't do those things that we did before. And so this caused a big strain in our relationship. And as I started to know more about myself, my purpose, and who God created me to be, it started to cause a separation in that relationship. And so that is one of my first points and why singleness is a gift. Um, and it is because that this is the time when you're able to know who you are in Christ. You get to know your identity. You get to know your purpose, why God created you, what um, he put you on this earth to do. And you cannot pick a partner that is suitable for you if you do not have a solid understanding and a solid foundation of your identity in Christ. And that's why so many people choose the wrong people for their lives because they don't know their purpose. And if you don't know your purpose, you can't pick a partner that is suitable to help you and to be your companion as you are living and uh, working through your purpose in the world. So singleness allows you the time to have a deep and personal connection with God so that you can better understand your identity and understand why he put you on the earth. After you understand your identity, then you can start looking for a companion to help you fulfill the purpose that God has already put in you. And so, so many times we go into relationships looking for those things to define us, to fulfill us, to give us a purpose and a reason for life. But if you go into a relationship with that mindset, then you're just going to end up sucking the life out of your partner. And that's not how a godly relationship should be. So singleness allows you to get that foundation of who you are. And personally, my journey in um, singleness has been modeled after Matthew 22, verses 36 through 40, where God is basically telling the disciples that the most important thing for them to do in life is to first love God and to love others as they love themselves. And I think a lot of times we we forget about that part where it says to love others as we love ourselves. The word as is saying like in the same way that you love yourself. And so singleness allows you to get that foundation of loving God. When I decided to step away from that relationship, I began to see God in ways that I never have before. And my love for God deepened in me. And I remember praying one night, um, like after the breakup, saying that I wanted God to fill all of those voids and those empty places that were once filled by my um, ex-boyfriend. And I wanted God to fill those places in me. And I began to feel his love just seep into those holes, to those cracks, to those broken places in me to make me whole and to heal my broken heart and um, to deliver me from those sexual sins that um, that I committed during that relationship. And so I began to love God more and to see who he actually is. And when you um, take those people off of the throne of your heart and let God become the throne, but let God be, be the one who's seated on your throne, then you can better understand him. And as you better understand God, 
he allows you to better understand yourself and to love yourself. During this time, I've been able to get to know myself, even the bad things uh, I had to deal with, um, those things that I didn't like about myself. I had to face them and be honest with myself. And that allowed me to love myself and to know my value. And so the next time, if God does allow me to get into another relationship, I will know who I am and I will know whose I am, have a deeper understanding of my purpose, of who God is, who he's created me to be. And I will know how much I'm worth um, and be and I'll be able to teach my partner how to treat me because of that, because I have this new self-worth and this new self-love. And then after God taught me how to love him and how to love myself, then he taught me how to love other people. During this time of being single, I've been able to love my family and my friends more than I had before because when I was in a relationship, all of my time was consumed um, with that boy and I missed out on a lot of things with my friends and my family because I would choose that relationship over them all the time. And even in the Bible, it says that um, singleness can be a gift because when you are married, then all of your attention, all of your focus is in your relationship, is in things of the world, how you can care for your husband, how you can care for your wife and your family. And you don't have as much time or as much energy to devote to God. Um, and so I've also been able to use this time of singleness to um, be in ministry, to serve others, to love other people. So singleness is a gift, even though it is so hard, especially for me being on a Christian campus where you see couples everywhere, everybody's getting engaged and getting married around you. And I just want to encourage you to not look at other people's life and envy that and want that because you honestly don't know what those people are going through. They could appear to be happy, but are actually going through hell at home. So appreciate every part of the journey. God is a giver of good gifts. So even if he has given you the gift of singleness, it is good. And so I've had to learn to be to the point where where I could say that even if God does not give me marriage, I am satisfied with the love that I have for him right now. I am satisfied for I'm satisfied with the ways that he has shown himself to me right now. And so it is still a desire in my heart, but marriage is not um, is not my main focus, is not my main purpose in life. I still have purpose. I still have um, goals. I still have things that I need to do for the kingdom of God. And marriage is not the only um, good thing in life. In every stage of your life, there's going to be ups and downs and things that you like about and things that you don't. So embrace where you are now. Singleness is beautiful. Take out some time to get to know and to love God, to get to know and love yourself, and to get to know and love others also. So thank you guys for listening uh, to me. Uh, Kaylee, thank you so much for this podcast. You are doing great things. God bless you all. And I'll
talk to you again maybe another time. But I hope you guys have a good day. God bless you. Peace out. I so appreciate Shakira's honesty and vulnerability about the struggle that she had. Um, and I just want to recap a few things that I thought were just golden from what she had to share. First, when she said, God is the giver of good gifts. You know, that makes me think about creation. God forming us from dust and saying that we were very good. God doesn't make mistakes. And then Jesus talks about, in in the context of our prayer life, um, what kind of father, when you ask for a, a bread, gives you a stone. God is a giver of good gifts. He's a good father. And um, he desires us to be in relationship. He desires us to have a relationship with him and a relationship with others, just like Shakira emphasized. Um, Matthew twenty-two thirty-six through 40, the verse that she quoted, is all about that. I'll, I'll go ahead and read it. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So God desires us to be relational beings. He created us as relational beings. But as Shakira said, marriage is not promised. And that's not something to rush into. That's, uh, it was very brave of her. I admire how brave she was to, to step away from a relationship and to acknowledge that our identity is in Christ and he is our foundation. And so I'm so grateful for her points to love God, love yourself, and love others. The second friend that I've asked to speak to you she and I go way back to seventh grade, and I'm always very encouraged by her presence and our conversations together, so I'm very excited that she can share some of her wisdom with you because she's thought a lot about this topic and done a lot of reading and exploration and listening and sitting at the feet of mentors, and so I'm very grateful that Kristen Adair is going to speak with you. Hey Kaylee, um, thank you so much for having me speak. I'm super pumped when you emailed me. I was so excited to be able to um, talk about this topic for a little bit. I mean, I'm so glad that you asked me to speak about the gift of singleness because it's a lesson that I never really heard much about until like the past year or so. So before I start, I want to preface by saying that the first time that I heard a lesson on this topic and my favorite person to listen to talk about this topic um, is Ben Stewart. So he is an author of a book called Single Dating Engaged Married, and he's also a pastor at the Passion City Church in D.C., and they have a podcast with his sermons on them, and he did a sermon on singleness as well as other parts of dating just like in his book. So a lot that I have learned and say comes from him and I highly recommend that book and podcast to any and everyone no matter if you're single, dating, married, 
or whatever, it is great for anyone and everyone. Okay, so just wanted to preface with that before I start. So, I will say that my personal experience has been going through seasons of both singleness and dating. And within my seasons of singleness have been other seasons of contentment and frustration and joy and sadness, all the things. Uh, Because for a lot of people, including myself, singleness can be a really hard thing. Like I said, it's a gift, but I know that it's the kind of gift that uh, when people get it, it's like you get a gift and you open it and you don't like it and you're like, "Uh, is there a seat to return it? And you're like, ugh. Because it can be lonely and it can feel like you're doing something wrong as well as it feels like society is judging you for not being in a relationship. And there's been a lot of times in my life when I get mad at God and I just don't understand why he hasn't given me someone. But in a nutshell, uh, here are some of the lessons that I've learned and some of the things that I've been taught about um, the gift of singleness and the season of it and what it means um, with my relationship with God. So I'll start off by saying that um, something that I've had to ask myself in times when I struggle with singleness is something that whenever I'm feeling like really upset, I have to think like, why am I feeling so upset about my singleness in the first place? Like, what am I really looking for right now? And I've learned the long way many times that often the reason that I and so many others am so desperate for a relationship is because I'm looking for it to fill something in me that it can't. Um, I think a different way I would put that is that in our society and in ourselves, we kind of make relationship God sometimes. And when I say that, I mean like we view it as something that makes us complete And so hence, if we don't have it, we think of ourselves as being kind of incomplete. I think Satan has made that lie so prevalent in our culture. Like, it's crazy. Um, Just think of, like, all, like, the movies, the media, like, social media, all that stuff. Like, it's so innate and so big in our culture, this lie that, like, if we don't have that, then were lacking as people and it's funny to me because I grew up hearing the phrase that you know like only God can fill that hole in your heart and it's just something that you just like hear and you're like yeah but it's like something that you just don't really believe until you try to fill it with something else and I know that I had that experience with dating and with relationships like I know that I was like okay yeah only God can fill this hole in my heart But I'm just saying, like, I'm pretty sure a relationship is going to, I'm pretty sure that that's what's going to make me happy. And I'm pretty sure that if I were just in a relationship, like, everything would be great. Um, And so when I was thinking about it, I know for myself and for many others, going back to the whole, like, what am I looking for in a relationship? Why am I so upset about this right now? Like, what am I really trying to get out of it? I know that I and many others have wanted a relationship so badly Because what I was really looking for in it was to feel desired. Um, I was looking for affirmation from guys that, you know, that, that I was pretty enough, that I was fun enough, that I was good enough to be around. And I was just seeking that, seeking that, um, through relationships. And it was when I actually started getting that affirmation, 
um, and I actually started, like, getting these things that I had been seeking for so long to fill me, um, that's when I realized just how unfulfilling that this stuff actually was. <laughs> I mean, I became addicted to compliments and to attention, and it was like it was never enough, and honestly, it just made me more miserable, like, in a different way. Um, actually, a mentor of mine actually told me once, she was like, Kristen, marriage is hard enough when you truly love a person. <laughs> and that's something that's really stuck with me. Like God made relationships to be a beautiful thing, but they're meant to be done his way in order for them to really fill you the way they were meant to. Um, so another thing I wanted to point out is Kaylee, you sent me a few verses from first Corinthians. I think it was first Corinthians seven verses 32 through 35, which says, I would like you to be free from concern. An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs, how he can please the Lord. But a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world, how he can please his wife, and his interests are divided. An unmarried woman or virgin is concerned about the Lord's affairs. Her aim is to be devoted to the Lord in both body and spirit. But a married woman is concerned about the affairs of this world, how she can please her husband. I'm saying this for your own good, not to restrict you, but that you might live in a right way in an undivided devotion to the Lord. Something that I was told um, by someone that really stuck with me is that, I think it was Ben Stewart actually, says that our seasons of singleness are going to end. Um, it's either going to end with marriage or by death. And as a Christian, I was not put on this earth to get married. <laughs> marriage is a gift from God, but it is by no means the ultimate goal or our purpose. My number one purpose in life, like the verses I just read said, is to vote is to devote myself to the Lord. And if I've been put in a season of singleness that, like it says in Corinthians, gives me with a freedom and a time of undistractedness, then I don't want to waste it. Because... Like I just said a second ago, my season of singleness is going to end. And when my season ends, what am I going to be able to say I filled it with? And along with that, I can guarantee that if you're spending this time focused on the Lord and devotion to Him, then it's going to make it a lot harder to be miserable about being single. I can tell you 100% from my experience genuinely and from other people that I've seen that the people who are miserable are that way because they're choosing to make singleness their focus. And we don't, don't we want to be with someone who's focusing on what we're truly focused on anyway? Like, you know, I've heard the phrase that the right guy comes along when you're not looking for him. But I think the right guy really comes along when you're making Jesus your priority. Because if Jesus is the one you're looking at, then the right person should be doing the same thing. <laughs> That's the kind of guy I want anyway. I want a guy who's making Jesus his priority the same way that I'm striving to do. Okay, so lastly, um, I kind of just want to, I'll just wrap up. Didn't want to make this too long. I just want to say that I know some of this stuff is easier said than done. But in all situations, when things are hard, I really just have to cling to the fact that God is good. Uh, the more that we focus on him, the clearer that becomes. And his timing and his plans are perfect. And even if things are hard and we don't understand, I guarantee you that one day we will look back and praise God for his timing. And we're going to be like, wow, 
that is so, I'm so glad that that went the way that it did or that God made that happen the way it did. And I've already had those moments. So I know that they're true and I know there's going to be more. And I just know that God knows more than I do. Um, and God is truly a good God and he truly loves me. And his desire is to draw us closer to him because he knows that it is him that's going to ultimately fulfill us and bring us that true happiness and that true joy. So yeah, that's kind of what I cling to. There's just a couple, just a couple of thoughts on the topic. Uh, thank you so much for letting me talk for a few minutes, Kaylee. Um, I love you. A couple things that I really appreciated from Kristen's comments were when she talked about the layering of seasons, how sometimes within seasons she finds these these smaller seasons and that's something that's been true in my life while there might be an overarching theme to a period there are ups and downs within the day and that's just a part of life but taking note of those moments that are wonderful and memorable and emphasizing them and finding ways to repeat them and glorify God through them that's where contentment can start for us. I was grateful that she touched on the subject of feeling incomplete and uh, being complete in Christ. I was also grateful for her reemphasizing that marriage is not our purpose. Uh, Shakira talked about how marriage is not a promise, how we need to find our purpose, but uh, marriage is also not our purpose. And I was grateful that Kristen made that clear as well. And I liked that she emphasized misery is a choice, uh, especially if we choose to focus on singleness. And when we are focusing on our mission and when we are focusing on our ministry, uh, on seeking seeking the kingdom, seeking righteousness, then we're more likely to find like minded people. So I'm really excited to see. Uh, where Kristen's ministry leads her because um, God has just been using her in some very powerful ways. Uh, I hope that you are hearing the repetition from these messages from both Shakira and Kristen and then from me as well. We all recorded separately and then I've listened and edited this episode. So anything that's been repeated is really, I've always thought that repetition kind of emphasizes a certain truth. And so if you are hearing yourself and your own thoughts in this podcast, in this episode, take that as encouragement and and know that while you might be single, you're not alone. We're not alone in this. That's what the body of Christ is about. There are numerous like-minded believers who are feeling and thinking the same things as you and all you have to do is reach out and you'll find that there are very similar ideas all around you okay jump back with me to that journal entry really quick and i want to share with you not the happy ending because like kristen said my time of singleness hasn't ended yet, but it will one day. But the happy progression, the journey, I think a couple of times in this episode, we've mentioned the journey. And so let's, I want to share some of my journey with you after that 
journal entry. I got very serious about seeking righteousness because that was something that was concrete and um, also experiential for me, just the way that I could connect to God through searching the scriptures, through reading books written by other Christians, and through conversation with other people. So I was being edified. I went through this whole period where I really felt like God had my heart and was just chiseling and and getting rid of those places um, that had been a hindrance and a stumbling block to me before. Shakira mentioned that we often find times, the the things that are bad about ourselves and and good about ourselves when we do self-reflection. And it's important to recognize what our struggles are. And so that was something that was highlighted during that whole next year for me, what my struggles were and how I could not cope with them in the way that I had been, but rely on God to help me through those struggles. And then from that self-reflection and seeking righteousness, I was then able to seek the kingdom. And so then God started opening these doors that I had never seen as open before. And I was going places and discipling other people and just a part of this whole network of God's people that I had never been a part of before. And so singleness gave me the opportunity to become more of a person who looked like Christ and then act on that. And I'm forever grateful for that time period, even though, as I read before, it was hard. There was still joy that came out of it. I I look back at some of those experiences that happened in that last two years for me, and they have been some of the most joyous times. And I'm so grateful. And I just hope that if you are single and you're listening to this episode, you find ways to look for that joy and to seek that joy and to feel that joy because it's out there and it's possible. And I and Kristen and Shakira are evidence of that. I am praying that you find that joy and that you latch onto it and that you are able to seek the kingdom and seek righteousness in your time of singleness. And I'm also praying that the church becomes more aware of the utility and the blessing that the people with the gift of singleness are in their congregations and that they will make space for them and that they will create opportunity for them because God has given them a good gift. Thank you for listening. This is Kaylee Underwood signing off and all glory goes to God.